Welcome to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Priya Rao, Executive Editor at Glossy. And today's guests are Whitney Tingle and Danielle Dubois, the co-founders of Sakara Life. Welcome, Whitney. Welcome, Danielle. Thanks for having Hi. us. So walk us back a little bit, guys. When you launched Sakara Life in 2012, what were you seeing from like this whole wellness, nutrition, health space that you thought you could disrupt? Mm. We disrupted our own lives first. (laughs) It really wasn't a business when it started out. It was a solution to our own needs. You know, we both hit rock bottom. Luckily, we hit rock bottom together. It was nice not to be lonely down there. Um, I hit rock bottom after a lifetime of yo-yo dieting. I tried every single diet under the sun. Uh, I learned how to count calories and carbs and points and pounds. And none of that left me feeling really good. It was this constant vicious cycle of high highs and low lows because none of these diets were a lifestyle solution. And then at the same time, I was studying medicine and working in a hospital with uh, patients with uh, late stage lifestyle diseases, so heart disease, diabetes. And I was just seeing that after even five years of study, I was in year five at the time, and I had never had to take one nutrition class. And I was working with a cardiologist who had never taken a, a nutrition class. And so we didn't have the tools to help people with their lifestyle. And I had this epiphany. I have my own healing to do around food. And I've been witnessing patient after patient that needs so much healing around food. And it's time to really get back to this idea of food as medicine. What about you, Whitney? Right. So while Danielle was seeing that in the medical world of people not using wellness as a tool to help people stay healthy, I was working on Wall Street and seeing what that effect was having on people. And so I was working crazy hours and battling with terrible cystic acne. And I was using the tools that were available at the time. So I was working crazy hours and eating out and eating what was ever available to me and then trying to clean it up with a three-day juice fast. Juicing was at its peak back then. Yeah, juicing was so hot. It was so hot. We we figured somebody had won a two again. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I realized that that wasn't what healthy was about, that that wasn't a sustainable lifestyle. I needed to figure out what could I eat every day and feel good. It's like you don't um, just take a shower every now and then, you know, to clean up. You want to stay clean and then go out and get dirty from time to time. And also growing up in Sedona, Danielle and I both grew up together in Sedona, Arizona. It's a very kind of hippie spiritual town. We saw that People there were ahead of wellness on the wellness curve. They were looking to food as medicine. They were using nature and plants to heal their bodies and transform their lives. But it wasn't in a way that felt modern modern or sexy or enticing. It was still tied to Birkenstocks, even though that's so hot right now. (laughs) (laughs) That really is. And so we we wanted to do it in a way that... um, felt approachable and felt like part of our city girl lifestyle. So when you think about how um, the idea of food planning or food and meals and meal planning was considered back then, you know, it wasn't very sexy. It wasn't something that maybe someone wanted to, you know, Instagram or put on social media. How did you think that, you know, the marketing of that was so important, especially Mm -hmm. at the beginning? Yeah, well, once we transformed our own lives and our own bodies with this food, we realized that there must be so many people out there with some variation of our issue and that this food could help them also. But first and foremost, to your point, we have to convince them that this is the way and make it sexy enough and alluring enough that they decide to just give us a shot. So we thought, okay, well, what are people excited to buy? 
So we looked around and we live in New York City. So, you know, we looked at all the brands from Gucci to Prada to Celine. And we said, why don't we just make a food brand like a fashion brand? Why nobody's converging food and fashion and food should be just as sexy and alluring as these fashion brands. So we really decided to take kind of that uh, vision and apply it to food as medicine. So what did that mean? Boots on the ground at the beginning. Um, well, that's a good question. It meant really good photography, um, lots of colors, thinking about things in terms of um, seasonality, just like you'd think of the runway. Um, so what are the fall colors? And we'd really, and we still to this day do this, we think of um, seasonal campaigns. So what are, what's going to really inspire people to take care of themselves right now? What's, what's the thing? What are the colors? Um, and we use everything from, we call it swipe. So pictures that inspire us to colors. And we pull that into food. And especially at the time nobody was doing that food still looked like to your point like the the food planning apps and you know it just wasn't inspiring and it wasn't pretty food and so we really decided to take that lens and make everything that we did really beautiful and, and, and alluring how do you think your timing was so apt because you mentioned a second ago that you know it was so much about juice cleanses back then and I totally remember them mm-hmm. as well <laughs> but so much of it now is food and nutrition and, and beauty from the inside out is being couched as wellness. You were at the beginning of that, right? When maybe Gwyneth was at the beginning of that. Yeah. So what is wellness today? What was it back then? Um, I think wellness, I hope it always remains the same thing. I don't, I don't want it to change just because it's in vogue or, or fashion-y or whatever right now. It should always be um, the tools that you use to help you feel like your best self. Um, and so at the time when we were coming up, we decided it was really important to get back to food as medicine because what was in vogue at the time was yo-yo dieting. Um, And it had been, you know, I grew up in a home. My mom had been on every diet also. It was like the fiber crackers. It was everything had to be low fat. Um, And so you watch these waves happen. Um, And so I think that when we came up, it was really making this decision that this has to be something that is a lifestyle. There can't be high highs and low lows. We decided that there's no wagon to fall off of. We don't count calories at Saqqara. There's no guilt. There's no list of no's. So there's no list of things you can't eat. Um, So really trying to help people focus on abundance, reminding people that joy is a nutrient. So sometimes saying yes to the French fries or the glass of wine, whatever your thing is, is actually an important part of a healthy lifestyle. And I do think that wellness, even right now, is in transition, where uh, even just a few years ago, I think wellness was kind of categorized of being happy all the time and having that glowing skin and working out, doing yoga, holding that green juice. And now mental health is really coming into play and uh, talking about burnout, talking about disordered eating, talking about some of these things that maybe people didn't want to talk about before and saying, you know, Not every day is a good day, but I have the tools to get back to feeling good, and that's what really matters. Mm -hmm. Whitney, you mentioned a second ago that you had a background on Wall Street, and you were obviously on the business side of things back then, and I believe you still are today. So when you thought about wellness as a business opportunity, what this could be for a sustainable business that has now been around for about seven years, 
what did you see the white space as? Well, I saw people really needed this. I needed this. Everybody, I was working at Merrill Lynch, and everybody there really, really needed it. Um, They were tired. They were overweight. They were burned out. And it's difficult to manage the day-to-day stresses of life. But what you can control, what you can help to manage is what you put into your body. So we're all kind of athletes these days. We have things just keep getting busier and busier. We have our work in the palm of our hand. We take it home with us. We're going nonstop. And so we have to treat our bodies that way. We need to be in great shape. We need to watch what we're eating to have the best brain power, to have the best physical energy and mental clarity. And so that's what we wanted to offer people. And we didn't see anybody else out there doing it. Um, So from a business perspective, it was really solving a problem for people. And uh, as Danielle said, doing it in a way that was attractive, Um, not just here are your meals, you got to eat this, eat your greens, eat your broccoli, but making it in a way where you wanted to do it for yourself um, and also because it's fun. So Cara Life's price point, along with its you know, aesthetic, is aimed at more of an affluent customer. How much of that initial target was around metro cities, these people in New York and L.A. that were living these crazy, busy lifestyles because they obviously had the money to spend on something like a meal delivery program or supplements and ingestibles that were, you know, more expensive than something you would find in GNC? Well, we started out in New York City, and that was a client base that was really busy. They didn't have time to go shopping for themselves. They didn't have time to cook for themselves. And many of them were already ordering in food using Seamless Web, and they they were price comparing. And when you price compare Saqqara and Seamless, Saqqara is actually a really great deal because— Tell us about that. Well, you can't get— out of a seamless order for less than it, like $33. Okay. And uh, seamless is not looking out for your health the way that Saqqara is. So Saqqara is all organic. It's all nutritionally designed. Uh, We make sure that you get all the nutrients you need for your day, and it shows up without you having to think about it. So we're like your nutritionist and personal chef in one when it comes to our delivered nutrition program. Um, And especially early on, some of our earliest clients were female lawyers, And they know the cost of their hour because they bill hourly. And so for them, they could calculate how much time it would take to go to the grocery store, do meal planning, cook their meal at home, do all of the cleanup, and to get the results that we also offer. And uh, so for them, they thought this was a complete steal. To get that hour of their life back or three hours of their life back was worth it. Plus all the results that you get from eating this way. Right. And, you know, it's it's on our mind all the time. You know, organic produce in general is 40% more expensive than conventional. That's, that's not up to us, unfortunately, but we do have an impact on the marketplace. And the more we demand organic produce, the more that will hopefully the drive cost comes down. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the cost down and more organic farmers will, will pop up. Um, so in order to get the, the nutritionally designed meals that has to come at a certain price point, it costs us a ton of money to make them. Um, but that doesn't mean that the lifestyle is expensive. So we offer everything from, you know, our, our products like this beauty bar that's sitting on the table here um, to supplements and snacks that are that follow our nutrition protocol and then we also offer a lot of content so we launched a cookbook this year where you can follow the protocol and the program on your own dime and your own budget so as much as we started out targeting this you know affluent demographic they are the 
change makers. And the more we can convince them that it's really important to eat this way and take care of yourself, I think it has this trickle down effect. But even as we think about expanding our business, it's making sure that we can impact as many lives as possible and meet people where they are in their price point. So what um, what's the comparable meal to that $33 seamless order that you were kind of subscribing to in 2012? What would that look like for Saqqara Life? One of our client favorites is a red beet burger, and it comes with sweet potato fries um, and a cabbage slaw. And we include superfoods in every meal, um, things like hemp seeds and chia seeds, uh, ashwagandha, things that are actually going above and beyond your regular meal ingredients to give you things like brain clarity to help you with stress. Ashwagandha is amazing for stress reduction. In addition to just quelling your hunger, you're getting all of these. Yeah, and a delicious (laughs) meal. You're getting all these added benefits. And how much is that? It's two sixty nine for the three day. Well, you can get a day of Saqqara for for sixty nine dollars for subscribers in New York City, and with that, you get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You also get our detox teas and our functional supplements, and it all arrives straight to your door. No cooking or chopping required. Or thinking. Or thinking. <laughs> All you have to do is open it up and eat it. So I know you guys recently are moving into more expanded partnerships with retailers, but you guys were also doing all of this online first. Can you talk a little bit about building that customer loyalty, that stickiness? Because that still is the bulk of your business today. Yeah, well, 98% of our customers experience life-changing results, and those results are categorized from everything to decreased bloat, weight loss, more energy, better sleep, balanced hormones. So I think you have to... You have to deliver on your promise, especially as a D2C brand. So what I tell you you're going to experience, you actually have to experience. And that was really our marketing budget from day one when we had $0. So we started the company with $700 and we built it up to many millions in revenue before raising outside capital. And the only reason we did that is because this product really does change lives. And so as we think about expanding, that can't change just because now we have a little bit more of a marketing budget. Um, It's has to mean that if I change your life, you're going to go tell somebody, wow, you have to try this because it's life-changing. And that is the most efficient um, marketing that we could ever hope to have. Right. You're not having that same type of discovery experience that you do walking into a grocery store, people walking down the aisles being like, oh, what's this product? And picking it up and putting it in their shopping cart. Um, The way that people discover Saqqara is more through word of mouth, more through a social media experience or through communities. And so in order to have that word of mouth virality um, type of effect, you have to really have an impact on the customer. How are you guys approaching marketing today? Because, you know, is it influencers? Is it as ambassadors? Um, You know, is it really pushing subscription? Like, what are you thinking about as, you know, digital costs continue to go up and to create and keep that stickiness? I think it's community. Deep in that engagement that we have with our clients, with that community, continuing to build trust, continuing to build engagement that they want to be a part of what we're doing. And like I said before, if you're creating products that people love, that it impacts their lives, it impacts their health, that they believe in, then they they join you on this mission. And our community is on this mission with us. And so they do 
a huge part in spreading the word, spreading the word to their own individual communities, whether it's through social media or in person or to their patient base. We work with a lot of doctors. It really is through this community that we're able to grow. And then I'd say education is another thing that we focus on a lot. You have to really understand why you're eating this way. Otherwise, it does feel like a diet. Um, And I know because I was one of those dieters. If you just gave me rules, I would listen to it. And I really want to make sure people understand why we serve four to six cups of greens every single day, why we require that you eat so many different kinds of plants, what plant-based means to us. And every single time I get the opportunity to educate someone, um, it means that they're going to stick around a little bit longer and really dedicate um, to living this lifestyle. How much does that play into content, like actual like articles or stories that you're working on or just, you know, captions on Instagram? It plays a ton into that, but I think that's true for every brand. I think where we are different is back to Whitney's point. It's really engagement. It's making sure people are actually opening our emails. It means that we every time we serve you content, it's solving a problem for you. It's not just, hey, FYI, it's really uh, educational, educationally heavy content Um, that's smart and backed by nutrition science. Before we move on to retail, what is the customer loyalty like on your site? I mean, are people who are purchasing Sakar Life purchasing it every month? Do you see a drop off, you know, around Christmas versus picking it back up in January 1st with most diets? Or what are you seeing there? People stick around for around two weeks out of every single month. So if you think about, like, where do you eat that often? Nowhere. Nowhere, right? And, you know, that our, our retention is incredible, and it's one of the reasons that we are here today, and it's, it's a huge part of how we are growing right now and how we think about growing into the future. We put a lot of effort on retention and keeping the people that we get, um, and that's because it takes a little while to really understand why you're eating this way and then see the impact of eating this way. So even after a day, you'll notice a difference, but the really, really impactful changes happen after about three weeks. And so if we can convince somebody to stick around for that amount of time, they stay forever. You mentioned a second ago that at the beginning, it was lawyers who were ordering in purchasing these products because they didn't want to go out and buy something on Seamless or go to the grocery store. Who is your woman or man today? We still have a lot of lawyers. <laughs> and and that, I would say, is, is a great kind of prototype of a client for us. Highly educated, working woman, uh, equally married or not married. And often this woman will also get her husband, maybe her oldest child on board as well. Um, and so we're, we are getting more and more men, which I find really interesting that for years we've been trying to push to get more men to jump on board with Sakara Life. And then this year we're seeing a real shift where um, when we were in L.A., we met a client and we were talking to her and, and uh, we we're like, oh, you've been ordering for three years. And she said, no, that's actually my husband has been ordering for three years. Um, I'm I'm new. And (laughs) And she said, he made me come to this event in hopes that I'd be convinced to like order and really live the life like he does, which which is is amazing. Yeah, which is amazing. And maybe some of these men have just kind of laid low until now. And now they're starting to speak up about their love for salads and taking care of themselves. Um, 
but I, I do see this as a trend starting in the wellness world is that it's not just for women. Um, I think women are early adopters in general, but men are starting to jump on board with taking care of themselves. Will you talk a little bit about this convergence of beauty and wellness, which we obviously talk about all the time on this show and on Glossy in general, but you know, um, that's really arrived in places like Sephora or Ulta or, you know, and you've been one of the um, leading brands on Goop as well, but what is beauty? What is wellness? How are they mixing together today? I am personally so excited for this convergence because I battled with cystic acne for over a decade of my life. I literally tried everything on the market. Um, I went to numerous dermatologists who all were trying to treat my skin from the outside. They were doing lights and lasers, different types of creams, you name it. I tried it and it didn't work. And it wasn't until I got down to the root cause, what was going on on the inside, that my skin finally cleared up and my acne went away for good. Um, so I'm excited that people are starting to realize that beauty starts on the inside and that um, there are beauty treatments that you can do from the inside first uh, and that it's starting to go into the mainstream, like with places like Sephora, which is really exciting. And from... From a scientific perspective, I'm really excited about it because ultimately it just means you have to take care of yourself. You know, it means that in order to have healthy skin, um, to, you know, have healthy aging, that you need to really take care of yourself. You need to nourish. And so that means we talk a lot about the microbiome here at Sakara Life. So that six to 10 pounds of bacteria living in your intestines and they dictate everything about your health, from your immune system, your hormone health, how well you sleep. And nobody was really talking about how to eat for a healthy microbiome. And so when we came along, we said it's really important that, you know, you get enough greens, that you get nutrient diversity. So a lot of times we hear people, people come to us and will say, I eat avocado toast every day and granola in the morning and whatever, whatever their healthy version is. And it, just because it's a healthy meal in and of itself doesn't mean it's a healthy diet. Um, so I'll just say that really making sure that you're taking care of your microbiome first and foremost, that's when you start to see the results on your skin. So we're not tricking you. We're really helping you take care of yourself um, under the guise of this will impact how you age. This will impact your skin clarity. How do you think that educating the Sephora customer, granted she is also an early adopter, is different than, say, someone on your own site? Because you just went on to Sephora.com. That education process may be more difficult because they have stores everywhere. They have customers all over the country. What are you thinking about? Uh, again, the product has to work and it has to work right away. So unlike maybe somebody that I have the time to educate, these consumers are really used to buying a product like a highlighter. And the minute you put it on, you see a difference. So our products have to work. They have to have some immediate result. And then the education comes in where we say, okay, this has an immediate result, but if you want the real results, you have to, you know, have the beauty bar every single day for eight weeks. And that's when you see your skin change. So again, it's seducing them in so much as eat well, eat this product, have this product, you'll see an immediate result. Like our metabolism powder, you'll de-bloat right away because it has celery seed extract in it. And so if you have water weight, you'll lose the water weight right away after one dose. But it's after two weeks that it really starts to rev your metabolism and you'll see the holistic results. 
how are you able to sort of cut through that noise in a place like Sephora? You know, when there's so many products, when there's so many other brands, you know, you're not just competing against, you know, another food or nutrition brand. You're competing against, you know, makeup and highlighters and blow dryers. Like, how do you kind of cut through that noise? I actually think that there isn't that much noise yet. I think people are going to Sephora now more than ever for um, beauty from the inside out. And so in, it's not that you shouldn't also buy the highlighter because, you know, I'm wearing one today and I like the results that it gives me, but um, it's helping people really focus on um, long-term results. And that happens from ingestible beauty. You're in a few free people stores right now and the potential for Sephora stores as well. Are you thinking about other sources of distribution in physical retail? Right now we're really focused on D to C, continuing that close relationship with our client, and then just a couple select retail locations, continuing to see um, what it's like for us. This is new for us to go into retail, and we we want to do it well. And we want to be able to give our attention and focus to these retailers um, and do the best that we can do in these before expanding out. Yeah, and I think education is still... Education and community is still at the core of what we do, even as we think about a, a, both the D to, our D2C strategy and our wholesale distribution strategy. And so you do have to be really careful. We can't just put everything we make on a shelf. It has to be thoughtful. And we have to make sure we're at least on a shelf where we have the opportunity to educate. How do you feel about experiential and community? Because, you know, so many of the other D2C brands that came up around the same time you guys did, whether it's like a Casper or a Warby Parker, you know, they immediately went into standalone stores. Um, maybe Warby Parker makes a little bit more sense than, say, a Casper. But for you, I mean, I'm not sure if standalone stores would make sense, but maybe from a community aspect. What are your thoughts? Well, we do other things for community. We do monthly events where we invite people in uh, to learn from different experts in what we call our Saqqara sessions. We do these in New York City. Um, last month, Danielle hosted one in LA. We've done them in Chicago, DC, Boston, in all different cities across the country, um, bringing people in, allowing them to meet each other, which I think is really great, uh, building that community, allowing them to taste and try some of our products. Um, but I, I do think that web is a great place for that education piece like Danielle was talking about where they can read where we can link to studies where we can really educate people on the product it's not exactly like a makeup where you need to try on and see the different types of colors it's more around what does this product do what's the science behind it what are the ingredients and the quality and giving it a try yeah and we 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 kind of refuse to spend dollars where we're not sure we're going to really see a meaningful impact. And I think retail maybe works for some brands, but I think for us, people definitely want to know what Sakara feels like. They want to be able to walk into the Sakara life. And so, you know, maybe that means creating a store. Maybe it means creating a restaurant. I think at some point we will have some physical experience, but I don't think it can be as predictable as just walk in and shop. I think that that model just doesn't work for us. So maybe it is with an educational component or a food component or something like that. But um, I think retail spots these days are basically a marketing opportunity. Um, and so I think we just have to get really creative as we think about how that will manifest for Sakara. 
Danielle really wants a restaurant. I really want a restaurant. It makes sense. It yeah, makes sense. The, yeah, a good restaurant. I'm not on board yet. Not, <laughs> Sorry, D. You just wait. It'll happen. <laughs> Danielle, you mentioned a second ago about um, the marketing costs. We just all know about the rising customer acquisition costs on Facebook, on Instagram, you know, what that looks like. So, but that's also an area that you know what you're getting, you know what, what's actually happening, whereas you say out of home, you don't. What are you thinking about with marketing today and where to spend? Um, we have what we call our Sakara Circle. And it is, Whitney mentioned it a little earlier, it is a group of doctors, nutritionists, people with this built-in client base um, that have experienced the life-changing results of eating this way. And they um, have the opportunity to, they have the platform rather uh, with which to help other people change their life through the power of food as medicine. And so as we think about marketing, we're much more on the ground than than most brands. So we're, and what I mean by that is we're working with individuals a lot more than I think most brands of our size. So our entire customer service team is run by certified health coaches and the team is overseen by a registered nurse. So we take health and education very seriously and then we turn our customers into marketing channels as well. Are you thinking about formalizing that and say, you know, a lot of other beauty brands right now or wellness companies are trying to, you know, tap a, a slew of nutritionists or tap, you know, you, hyper users as their like ambassador network. Is that what you see Sakara Life potentially doing as well? Yeah, I think it's something similar to that, um, where over the years we've had a lot of people reach out to us and say, I'm obsessed with Sakara. I love your mission. I love what you're doing. I want to be part of this. Can I have a job? And, you know, now we've grown to 150 employees, but um, we don't have room on our team for every person that asks for a job from us. And so this is a way that we can also offer some of these enthusiasts a way to be part of our mission. And so with some of these super users who love our product, who are eating it and living this life and want to go out and share the Sakara life with more people. This is a way where they can be part of our team, our extended team, and uh, and part of our mission and, and do, go out and do that. Last question, guys. You know, numbers on Sakara life, being that it is a private company, are um, few and far between. What can you share about growth or sales for this year? <laughs> Good question. What can we share? Um, well, let's see. We've seen triple-digit growth over the past five years. Um, heck, yes, we have. Heck, yes, we have. <laughs> um, we're we're one of the largest meal delivery companies out there. Um, even though we don't categorize ourselves as meal delivery, when you think about other meal delivery companies, we're one of the largest out there, and one of the largest when it comes to ingestible beauty and wellness as well. So definitely growing, growing very quickly, expanding. Um, our nationwide business is also growing really quickly where we deliver our nutrition program to every state in the country, continental U.S. Um, and that's really exciting to me because it means that it's not just the urbanites that are eating this way or, and seeing that food is medicine. Um, it's people all across the country. and. I think the more we can get that shift in, in mentality, the better we're going to be as a nation in general. 
Perfect. Thanks, Whitney. Thank you. Thank you, Danielle. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. Tune in next week for another episode. And of course, that means if you haven't subscribed, please hit that button.